0: And
1: got
0: expensive, Welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the Freight Sales Show for closers here at the Enterprise Fleet Summit. We're having a great day so far. Hope everyone is enjoying the content. I have a couple great guests coming on here in a second and then back to the, the action, the fireside chats of the round out the day. Uh, yeah, this show is all about sales, plays here on freight Waves TV, 12 p.m. Eastern Time every Tuesday. And as well, you can find it at FreightCast, our podcast network, or put that coffee down. We have our own channel, and you can listen to the audio version right there. But let's jump into it because we have a, a great, great show for you today. First guest coming up is David Stone. He's the director of Freight Brokerage over at Ryder. David, thanks for joining us here at the Summit.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. I love that theme song. Glad I'm on right after that. Uh, you may have caught me dancing in the background, so sorry <laughs> about
0: that. It's one of my favorite theme songs. It, it, it's great. Dooner picked it out uh, a couple years ago, and we've been just sort of running with it ever since. But uh, thanks for, for joining us today. For sure. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's top it off. We, you know, riders mostly known, they've been around forever. You know, truck leasing, rentals selling trucks, but you also do managed transportation, you also do freight brokerage, and you're the director of freight brokerage up there. Tell me a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, I think uh, if you would ask me even three years ago, hey, does Ryder have a freight brokerage? I think the answer is no. I don't, I don't know anything about it, and that's kind of been the, the thought process out in the industry. Everybody knows Ryder from, hey, I see the trucks on the road, I see the warehouses, uh, but no one really talks about the other side of it. Uh, from what else we do. Um, and I think that's that's fantastic. That's really where we've come in and, uh, and we've kind of shaken up the market a little bit uh, in terms of what we're selling, in terms of what we're going after. Um, and that really, for us, it, it really boils down to, we want to be the tip of the spear. We want folks to think about rider in the same way that they always have in terms of rental and leasing and warehousing. Uh, but we also want them to know that there is an aspect where they can get involved with rider at a very easy uh, stage, right? And whether that's a a single load with a given customer, uh, whether that's a, uh, a, um, an additional freight uh, capacity coverage play with uh, with existing customers inside of Rider, um, but the brokerage play is there, um, and it's something that we continue to to build upon uh, as we go forward. The, the plans for this brokerage are, are through the roof. I mean, exciting growth, exciting opportunities, exciting uh, locations, um, everything that you would expect from really a top-notch top 25 broker is uh, is the goal for us in terms of what we're pushing for.
0: And you you mentioned you're shaking it up, which is always good to hear, you know. You go into sales, you have to shake it up a little bit. And shaking it up yeah. is all about finding your differentiation. So, you know, what what differentiates Rider, the, their, their freight brokerage, from, from others?
2: Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think a lot of folks really look towards the technology component uh, that adds into a lot of why they're quote-unquote, better than another brokerage. Um, and I, I think the piece for Ryder that's interesting um, is the fact that, you know, we operate on really a kind of a couple core tenants. Uh, when I came into the brokerage um, and took over this piece, we looked at really what is it that we want to be known for? Um, what is it that we want to be out there in the market and, and talking to customers about? And really, it boils down to what we call our concierge service, Right. Um, and that's just like you would expect at a hotel. You go to a hotel, you talk to the concierge, what do they do? They do anything for you, right? Um, no matter what, um, and that's a big component of, of what we're doing. Uh, it's a big piece of, of what we sell. It's a big piece of our culture. From day one that new reps come into the organization and the brokerage, uh, we teach them about that concierge service and what it means. And, and really what it means, and, and a lot of folks will say, hey, service is king and service is everything. Uh, but for us, it, it means a couple core tenants. Uh, you know, first of all, we never give back a load, ever. Um, easier said than done, um, especially during a pandemic, especially during uh, the environment that we're in right now from a market perspective. Uh, but we never give back a load. If we take that load, we're gonna we're gonna move it for you, no matter what. And I think that's a that's a big play for us. Um, I think the second piece, right, um, is you have a single point of contact, no matter what. Uh, we are a cradle-to-grave environment, um, and we value that. Um, if you have an issue, uh, you know exactly who to call, and whether that's the carrier side or whether that's the customer side, uh, you know exactly who you're calling. Um, you're not getting routed through multiple different uh, channels to try to find the one person that you booked the load with. You know exactly who you went to, and you know exactly where to call, and and, uh, and you know that they'll pick up. Um, that's a big piece of us. And then the third piece, really, is, is we value those carriers relationships. I mean, I can't tell you how many times uh, that we have um, gone with the carrier's uh, piece versus just simply saying, well, that's not what the contract said, or that's not what you agreed to. Uh, we're empathetic to those carriers. And I think that's a big play in the market that we're in right now. I mean, obviously, big conversation about fuel prices, big conversation about um, uh, carriers and the ability for them to take loads and what that capacity looks like. Uh, but we're always going to be empathetic uh, to those carriers. And we're always going to go after it from the perspective of this is their livelihood, this is what they do, um, and we need to recognize that, we need to understand that, and we need to build from that if we expect to keep these carriers long-term.
0: You're exactly right. I mean, you can't be a freight broker without having great carrier relationships. That's what it's really all about. It's, it's just as important as having, cust- having those customer relationships, having those carrier relationships. Yep. It's part of being the middleman that, that the freight broker in in between. I, another big theme this year, going in from last year, 2021 into 2022, is is really visibility. Right, and, and visibility throughout all of us, you know, going from the carrier visibility to the visibility through us, transparency into the the shippers. how do how do you guys uh, connect all three uh, to to where visibility is is right there in front for everybody?
2: Yeah, I, I think that's the, that's the big play in terms of what you're seeing inside the market right now. And I think, you know, the, the cool thing is I've, I've been on the other side of that, right? I've, I've worked for a, a small little company called Amazon for a number of years um, prior to Ryder. Um, I get it. Um, you know, that warehouse manager, that distribution manager wants to go to bed every night. Um, and they want to know that their freight is taken care of, uh, that they don't have to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning with, with an issue with their freight. And so I think if you can kind of think about who that customer is and and what they need, at the end of the day, they just need to know that things are taken care of. Uh, and likewise, they need to know that when things do go wrong, uh, that you've already thought through what it looks like to go solve their problem. Um, I tell my folks all the time that, you know, they don't, they don't care about the 99% of time things went right. They care about that 1% when things didn't go right. What are you doing about it? How are you solving it? Um, what is your plan of action? Um, and those are the tough conversations that you got to make sure that your team uh, is able to handle. Um, and visibility allows us to really think ahead. Um, the great thing about Rider is because we are uh, such an established company inside of logistics, I mean, 85 years plus in terms of overall Rider Um, we have the data to support the things that we want to go off and solve. We have the data to go through and support uh, where we want to really focus our efforts on. Um, And so I think obviously from a big rider perspective, there is a big push uh, for rider share and what that looks like and how to provide visibility uh, from a rider share perspective. And it's definitely something from a brokerage piece uh, that we continue to, um, to evaluate as part of our visibility play. Um, And we're constantly innovating and evaluating new technology that gives us the ability to provide that visibility to whoever needs it. And whether that's visibility to uh, the customer, whether that's visibility to an account executive so they can know everything's on track, uh, whether that's visibility um, just from the overall standpoint of where are all my shipments and and how are they progressing. Um, We're constantly looking at that new technology and uh, and implementing it into the brokerage. Uh, But really, it just boils down to You know, that visibility only gives you so much. What do you do with that visibility and how do you ensure that that warehouse manager knows where their freight's at um, and can ensure on-time pickup, on-time delivery, um, and you're solving their problems for them? And really, that's where you become an extension of their supply chain. They can trust you um, because you're providing that transparency and that visibility to their shipments.
0: It's all about trust. You want to be an extension. You want to be a true outsource partner. That extension, you have to have that. The trust and technology enables you to, to build more trust. So, a big push for the the the, the brokers that are writer. How does a how does the, the brokerage fit into the overall business model uh, of Rider?
2: Yeah, I kind of mentioned it at the beginning, right? I mean, tip of the spear is really the word, and I think uh, that's. That's really our MO and that's really what we're going after. We want to be that starting point for a lot of these shippers. Um, When you think about it, uh, a brokerage environment really allows for a brand new shipper. Maybe they don't ship a lot of freight and they're just trying this piece out. Um, It allows them to come in. Uh, But it also allows uh, big uh, shippers um, the opportunity to experience our network of carriers. Um, And maybe that's uh, additional capacity that that shipper needs. Maybe that's a new lane that that shipper needs to run. Um, Maybe that's an environment where that shipper is getting ready to open a new distribution center and needs um, project-based coverage. Um, That's what this brokerage provides. And from there, it becomes a component of being able to get a customer into Rider and then being able to have that customer stay as a lifelong uh, partner within Rider. And whether that's final mile, uh, whether that's a um, you know, new warehouse environment that that customer now needs, or whether that's um, that customer needs additional support uh, from additional services that Ryder may offer. Um, that's really where the brokerage has allowed uh, kind of this concept of being able to get in business with a large logistics company like Ryder um, from a very small environment. And so, the classic customer for us, or the classic kind of case on how this all fits in is you have a brand new e-commerce customer. Uh, They just start out and they don't really know this shipping piece but they know that they need additional support Um, and they reach out to the rider brokerage and we start to move freight for them. Um, That customer grows and expands. Business is booming, we're all ordering from home Um, and that customer all of a sudden needs to open a new warehouse. Well, now that they are in the rider environment, um, there's an opportunity for a warehouse play uh, where that customer can, uh, can stay with the same logistics provider both from a transportation piece uh, as well as a warehousing piece. And then maybe that customer wants to get into uh, a final mile environment. Well, Rider provides that service as well. And so I think that's the really cool piece. When you do partner with somebody like Rider uh, in a brokerage space, you can start small and build out into a large-scale, multi-million, billion-dollar type of uh, company um, and still stay with the same logistics provider and have the same level of service throughout that,
0: uh, that environment. Perfect. It's all about connecting the dots, all about connecting the dots and and selling services and and building out services uh, that help your customers out. David, thank you so much for for joining us today on on Put That Coffee Down.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.
0: You bet. Thank you again. David Stone, director of freight brokerage there at Ryder. And our next guest is coming up. I, I see he's ready as well, and it is Mo Mustafa. Azizi, founder and CEO over at Zoom. How are you doing today, Mo? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great as well. I, I saw you had a dog there for a second, uh, but before we cut to you.
1: Well, you know, like me and you have some history, right, with the props? And yeah. we got a new group of heart here. Meet Montana.
0: Ah, oh, Montana. What breed? What if we did
1: this for like eight minutes and post it on YouTube? I think it would go more viral than us trying to solve... The biggest thing <laughs> in the world. I think we could get there, right? I, I think,
0: we like, probably could.
1: Let's do it, man. Let's do. It. Let's have a staring competition with Montana. All right, Montana, Lee All right. Yeah, it's. You know, it's funny that Montana brought up, uh, and I noticed this was a fleet enterprise, and then uh, I heard some stuff about brokerages and whatnot. First of all, like we. You know that we were creating our logistics super platform and the most important part of that is the driver and the fleet. And we're finally completed that thesis on 1.0 and we just released it. And I'm really excited. I wanna give some credit to Matan, who's our product uh, manager on that. And it's all about giving credit. Um, brokers, if they're good at what they do, they will give credit to the fleet so they're there for them long-term.
0: Mm-hmm. It's all about building those relationships. So you gotta give credit to those fleets because they're, they're moving the loads. Uh, you're you're doing the sales, but they're moving the loads. But you guys, as you said, you just released uh, a fleet operations, digitizing fleet operations. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yep, so our thesis has always been to bring everybody to one common language, but have our product in a way that if they like something else within that quilt, they can integrate into it. So finally, we we came out with the third part of our thesis. We did shipper, we did broker, and now we're coming out with, with, with fleets. And it's really cool uh, because I don't think enough people focus on the true wants of a fleet. I heard uh, things like, you know, service is king. But um, I was a chief operating officer for a fleet of 30 for three years in Ontario. And over our docks, we wrote driver is king because actually what's more important is respecting that guy that's on the road his whole life. And if you respect him and make him feel really good – then what happens is your service becomes good and your profit becomes good um, and the other thing is that all fleets are not created equal right like drivers um, they don't want to wait around they don't want a lot of communication they just want to do their job and they want to be paid good money and not have empty miles but if you look at the fleet owner he wants something completely different his number one focus in the world right now is how do I retain my drivers? His second focus is how do I get equipment? His third focus is, hey, how can I get the brokers off my back calling me all day long? The last thing he cares about is a load right now because there's so many. So the more we build a solution to those true wants, which we're trying to do, and I think we've done like 70% of, the more we're going to hit on that why. Why?
0: And part of that, you know, there's the the operational details, right? How to get equipment, you know, fuel pricing. That's that's another big topic that's been hitting over the last 60 days. But it's it's, it's gathering that data, but it's also digesting it, right? It's it's about reporting. It's about dashboards reporting, being able to access it, being able to to figure out what it says.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to note that according to the FMCSC, the DOT, that most fleets are below 10 trucks. Mm -hmm. So in reality, I think most of their problems are right now around finding drivers and equipment because the market is blown up. I don't think they really, I mean, fuel's expensive, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a passive charge to the shipper. Um, What we focused on is five points on our TMS that we came out with fleets. Number one was to give every fleet in America their own digital price. Now they can, Digitally aggregate into all the digital load boards. Um, our friends um, like that are, have startups like Smart uh, SmartHop, really cool company. Um, we're also talking to Tive, another cool company. P44, another cool company. DAT, another cool company. We're trying to work this master thesis to come with the iPod for the fleet and the driver. That's what we're working towards. What Zoom handles in that is, number one, we enable that carrier with the digital price so they can aggregate into all load boards without a lot of phone calls and emails, Number two, um, we, what we do is within that TMS, I think we've aggregated the marketplace better than anyone. So if we had a demo, I could show you why it's different because they're start, all starting to sound the same. The other thing is we truly believe that we have for the 10 or less or maybe 20 truck carrier, the best thing in the market and the lowest cost point. And we can release that within four hours for them fully branded to them, and we can even build out a website for them for a fraction of the price and enable them with a digital identity, which fleet owners do care about. The last piece is we don't have all the answers. We integrate into Smart Pop, P44, and we, we're building towards this master thesis that I think really is about to shine, my friend, with the Logistics Super Platform. And that's like why our motto is Freight Life Balance, the technology gives you freight life balance, but also the driver gets freight life balance. And that's what it's all about in the end, isn't it?
0: It it is. It's about freight life balance. You you summed it up really well right there. So uh, a lot of what you're doing is just integrating uh, getting everything into maybe a one screen solution or one platform solution. Something that I've I've been here, I've been around for 10 years uh, and everyone has always talked about that.
1: Yeah, one platform so we give them a back office tool on uh, mobile and web but then we also connect them with the mobile application you know what's cool is the same mobile application he would use for our brokerage and other brokers that we enable with our digital brokerage in a box would be the same mobile application he would use to manage his fleet now that's how we're aggregating
0: okay so that's how you're aggregating that's how you're bringing everything together and it's all about managing your business better easier, yep. less, less yep. tasks ahead of you.
1: Uh, yeah, we were talking, actually, we've really proven out that thesis on the broker side with the digital brokerage in a box and uh, a large broker CEO told me, if I everybody's buying like these off the shelves and put them together, what's my differentiation? That's where Zoom comes through because we have massive amounts of partnerships, integration and customization mm-hmm. to build your own secret sauce into that quilt.
0: It is a secret sauce. I, I don't know if we have... Slides, I, I saw some slides up here before, um, I can show. So, so I don't know, I, I don't, can, can we throw a, a slide up, right, there we go, there, there's a slide, right, there are differentiation points for you, Mo? Yeah, so if you want to sell care TMS,
1: screenshot this and give it to your marketing department, because we're actually walking the walk, not talking the talk, so even if someone takes this and ties it around a clunky system out there, are you really walking the walk?
0: Are you really walking the walk? So, uh, throw, throw a few of these differentiators, uh, differentiation points out here. I, I would, but yeah. I can't read that that far. It's, it's really small on my screen. I'll, I'll read to you. So, it was
1: kind of like the ones I hit. Number one, we enable that carrier with the digital price. So, if you go to a third-party company and say, build me a pricing algorithm, they might charge a carrier $50,000. How about free, day one, okay? Now, you perform like Uber, Freight, and Zoom. Uh, number two, do I want to be on DAT, truck stop, all these load boards, all these uh, digital load boards, or do I want to aggregate it aggregated within my TMS? So because Zoom shares our marketplace and technology back office with outside stakeholders, we can aggregate the two, which means less OpEx cost points, and it also enables the small trucking company to behave like a big trucking company and be more agile and take more advantage of that. The third point is low cost. I'm telling you, there's a lot very low cost point. If a huge trucking company comes to us with a lot of customization, the cost will increase. But based on everything out there, uh, money versus value, it is number one. And then the fourth point is that we enable them with the mobile technology that kind of just centralizes all their communication within that platform. If the driver like speaks Spanish and he changes language, our app is in Spanish. And then the last point was that we integrate with everybody and we have a plan to bring all these apps together into one giant collaboration platform like Smart Hop, Keep Trucking, all these guys. There's something big coming.
0: It's coming.
1: Partnerships.
0: That's, that's awesome. It's great to hear, Mo. Uh, it, it's all about partnerships, all about alliances, it's all about putting all the pieces together in, in one thing. Where does uh, anyone out there watching us right now go to, uh, to, to see more, maybe get a demo with, with one of your, your salespeople?
1: Puppyzoom.com. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's, so we're on zoomapp.com. You can go on YouTube and Google Zoom Transportation. Um, you can connect with us on LinkedIn. Just type in ZUUM Transportation. You'll find us, or we'll find you.
0: Yeah, so so awesome. I mean, that was really awesome. So so go in, check out the new product that's that's out now. Take a, a stroll around it. Do a demo with one of your guys.
2: Hey,
1: don't forget, Great Waves rocks, and without you guys, we wouldn't have a voice.
0: Well, thank you so much. No, it's always a pleasure talking to you. It was a pleasure meeting you last week as well. So, Until next time. <laughs> yeah, see you next time on here. Have a great day. All right, bye-bye. Perfect. So a couple of really great companies there that we talked to, Zoom right then, and then Ryder right before that, talking about their freight brokerage. It's a great time to be in freight, great time to be in logistics and the supply chain with the technology. The, the improvements, really smart people doing really great things all over the place. So uh, it's, it's always a pleasure. I think what we have coming up on the rest of the Enterprise Summit is exciting, too. We're going to take a short break, and then John Kingston is going to come on and talk about AB5. I know that everyone is interested in, in AB5 because it is uh it's just slowly creeping through the courts, and we're all on pins and needles trying to, to figure out what exactly may happen. And then after that, John Gallagher is going to talk with Bailey Wood from CVTA, talking about driver training schools. So we'll take a quick break. I got friends, only want to talk business. I got expensive, because when is expensive. I got expensive, because when is expensive. I've been getting out of i i the stores. And i been, I been, been
1: shutting down the